0: Hola, amor.
1: Hola, cariño. Y bienvenidos
0: a Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and (laughs) Eileen. I'm Johnny.
1: (laughs) And I'm Eileen.
0: It's going to be a goofy one today, everybody. i literally like,
1: my body is facing forward and I have to like turn my head to look at you. Yes, it's funky. uh, I'm in a different closet today and, um, but listen, we got to do it. We got to talk about the bonkers movies that we need to talk about. Yeah. Man.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the movie that I picked for today. Yeah. I picked, well, how did I come across this movie? I don't even know. I was just like, I, I, re-
1: I, I was trying to remember. Cause you did have, you did have a, a, a through line of how you got to it. And somehow you were like, listen, I found this movie. It's a Mexican director. It stars John Saxon. John motherfucking it. Saxon.
0: John motherfucking
1: Saxon. Yes. You can't go wrong. Yes. You can't go wrong. Absolutely.
0: And also, thank you, Tubi, for just continuously being, being a treasure trove. treasure
1: trove.
0: <laughs> like, I will type in Chile horror. Eh, Venezuela, horror. Mexico, de horror. The todo. It's honestly a gold mine. So thank you so much Tubi. So I found this fucking movie. <laughs> okay, it's called <laughs> The Bees. The Bees. It is a 1978 film and it says it's from Mexico. Actually, like IMDb, it says Mexico, pero this movie is filled to the brim with gringos. Like, I'm gonna say Mexico, USA.
1: It's classic of what we've done before where it's an English-language Mexican film, which is so funny to so random. think of. And also yeah.
0: filmed partially, at least, at Jurubusco Studios, Jurubusco. which we've spoken about before. So it feels like coming home, this movie. It feels like coming home in the weirdest, most 70s way possible. Listen, everybody, get ready, because this movie is bonkers nuts.
1: I'm gonna say it gave me a lot of Beaks vibes. Oh yes, <laughs> because not only not only is it bonkers, yes. but also because it's technically an eco horror film.
0: Yes, another like eco horror slash creature feature, Warning, if you will. Like, yeah, don't mess with the environment. Which I actually really love that message in these movies. Yeah. It's just told so so insanely ridiculously (laughs) also i just quickly want to mention that this it was a weird turn of events coming to this movie because you know you came to visit me recently and we connected and bonded over this instagram (laughs) page whatever
1: slash tiktok she she's just like in all the social medias yeah
0: all over the place so there is a beekeeper. Her name is Erica Thompson. At least her Instagram, because I'm not on TikTok, is at Texas Bee Works. And you gotta fucking check out her videos because she's like, Today, I found a hive underneath these grates and it was another day of saving the bees.
1: And she's just like wearing a fucking uh, a beekeeper hat and she's just like scooping Handfuls of bees, like legit, as if she's picking up rice or beans. Like
0: Nary a glove nada. And I will say, actually, for the most part, most of her videos, no beekeeper guard stuff. At it's just her, like just in her jeans, chilling. She's like face to the air, alejas swarming her everywhere. Pero these bees. They like, I swear to you, they're like, I like her. They connect with her energy because she's she's like, hi, bees. I love you, bees. (laughs) Just like they know they love this woman. Anyway, so (laughs) check out at Texas Bee Works to just like be lulled away by this woman's voice. Yeah,
1: because it's very ASMR-y, too. And she's just like, and it's another day of saving the bees. Great. (laughs) I, I, I love it.
0: I immediately followed. I was like, oh, I could watch this for hours, for hours. Totally. Okay, so first, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review, everybody. Leave us five yeah. stars, because you love our podcast. <laughs> and also, let's quickly do a Títulos de terror.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to see what you're coming in with.
0: Pretty basic, everybody. Pretty basic. But okay. this movie came out in 78, and as we know, in the 70s, there was just, like, a Boom of, like, creature feature, eco-horror, all this stuff. And the reason I think that happened is because of Jaws, which happens to be my favorite movie. So, the titulos de terror that we are going to translate today into Spanish and Portuguese is Jaws, uh-huh. which okay. I was hoping for something super, like, fun, like, dientes de Con sangre or like something horrible like that. No. Okay. So in Spanish it's tiburón. Oh really? <laughs> Just tiburón. Yep, shark. Okay. And in Portuguese tubarão. Tubarão. Which is such a fucking great word, tubarão.
1: Yeah, tubarão. Cuidado com o tubarão.
0: I'd be like, what?
1: What am I careful with? A big tube? Yeah, like a, a, a torpedo? Tube?
0: No, tubarón.
1: <laughs> a large tube. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so tiburón and tubarón, which, I mean, oh, Jaws, right. classic, one of my favorites. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about The Bees, everybody. It was written by Alfredo Zacarias. And by the way, I'm just going to mention it was also written by Jack Hill, although he goes uncredited. It says on IMDb. Oh. More on that later. And directed by Alfredo Zacarias.
1: I saw you about to do an España situation.
0: I do It just, it lends itself to it. Alfredo Zacarias. I
1: think you've been hanging out with your freshly back from Spain husband Dude, too much.
0: My my <laughs> man just came back from Spain and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> ridiculous. I'm like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me.
1: Listen, Excuse not in the me. day and age where Shakita might be going to jail for eight years because she hasn't paid her taxes. No, you damn colonizers.
0: Do not mess with Shakira, motherfuckers. All right. Let's get a synopsis <laughs> from you.
1: <laughs> of course. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember where I got this from, but it's a synopsis. Cool. Swarms of highly intelligent killer bees intent on halting man's destruction of the environment attack helpless people.
0: (laughs) Great. I love it. (laughs) All right. That leaves a lot to, you know, kind of be like to explain in this movie that honestly, I hate to say this stupid ass movie confused the fuck out of me. So...
1: And I, I don't think that's, I, I think that it is a common feeling. Okay, great.
0: <laughs> well, let's figure this out together. Eileen, yes. are you ready?
1: I'm fucking ready, <laughs> dude.
0: <laughs> All right, here we go. The bees. We open with swarms of bees, and mm-hmm. we get our fucking stacked ass cast.
1: Yo heavy hitters right
0: off the top John Saxon John Carradine who we just literally had in Curse of the Stone Hand which I was like oh welcome back sir
1: yeah man he is on the
0: brink yeah, there are moments in this movie where I was like is John Carradine asleep is he asleep?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely. I Dude, was like, hold on.
0: <laughs> I even what kind of felt bad. I was like, should we maybe not have cast this man in this film? Anyway, yeah. we got John Carradine and we've got Claudio Brooke. Your favorite. <laughs> which I was like, oh, great. i sorry. And I'm starting to feel really, really bad about like not being the biggest fan of his because he's such a fucking classic. Like it's Claudio Brook, huge, huge star. Anyway, more on him in a moment. So I would like to say that the music here at the top was fully a rip off of Flight of the Bumblebee. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Fully.
1: Well, yes, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> and they take a brief moment of that song in the beginning of the, in the title card, in the credits, I mean, just like the, that yes, that little section in violin form it is everywhere. And it's the signifier that the bees are approaching. Oh my God, like
0: fucking jaws. I didn't even think of yeah. it. Yeah,
1: it's totally yeah. the warning sign. Here comes the jaleja. Cuidado, pili. OK, <laughs>
0: yes, yes, dude, that's that is correct. Uh so it's fucking flight of the bumblebee it's and it's also like mashed up with like 70s psych rock it's nuts
1: nuts it's nuts la musica es loca en esta película es loca it sounds like the middle part you know how in 70s sitcoms sometimes they would like okay now we're transitioning to another scene and they be like Bow-bow-bow. And it's just like a, a picture of a skyline of whatever town they live in. And you're just like.
0: And then cut to the next scene.
1: What does this have to do with the bees?
0: Absolutely nothing. So here we are in Rio, Janeiro. We hear a news report. It says a few years ago, African honeybees were imported to Brazil They bred with the local species, producing a new aggressive strain that has killed countless animals and humans. And now all of South America is completely invaded. There is nothing in place to stop the bees from taking over the entire Western Hemisphere. Yikes.
1: Now, this exposition dump that we have at the top, which is helpful, I think, like, thank you for giving us this info. But it should be a little scary, and the music behind it is fully La Garota de Jipanema. Like, it's all tall and tan. <laughs> like, it might as well have been.
0: The shot of Brazil is, like, it's a beautiful aerial shot of Rio, and it's like, oh, what a dream.
1: Pão de kind of thing. But,
0: by the way, killer bees, everybody, and they're making their way.
1: Death upon
0: us. They're making their way to the United States. All right, so it's nighttime. We're in Brazil, and we see a man and his young son trespass onto the Unesco Estação de Apicultura, which, by the way, I had to look up Unesco. It is the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. I feel like I vaguely knew that, but was like, just so we know, that's what this is, all right? So this is an a bee place, a place where they're doing bee stuff, bee experiments. So this dude and his young son are trespassing onto this site to steal some bee honey, which apparently is worth a lot of money. And I will say here, you know, they do some talking, which whatever, it doesn't matter. Pero, the accents, at least to me, sounded like these actors might be Brazilian? No. (laughs) Now, later on, I will say absolutely not. But these two, I was like, I'm kind of convinced.
1: Listen... (laughs) No, Jonathan.
0: <laughs> Your face. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I literally wrote down, I am on watch to see what fucking Spanish speaker is Ooh. playing a fucking Brazilian in this film.
0: Well, because remember, that Brazil footage was probably stock footage. So nary a moment was actually filmed in Brazil. These are all probably Mexican actors.
1: The little boy goes, Papa. And I'm like, no.
0: Oh my God, I totally didn't hear that. Wow. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> once they're on the property, they sneak into an apiary. I believe that is what this is called, where, like, you know, they got all mm-hmm. the bees, but there's like one specific section that seems to be kind of like cordoned off, almost like a greenhouse, like with netting. And so this apiary is filled with bees and honey. This father and son smoke the bees to try to calm them down, but the bees don't give half a shit about the smoke. They begin to attack them, and the swarming of the bees, to me, (laughs) looks like the crew basically was like throwing sawdust into fans and just like blowing this shit onto the actors. Sawdust.
1: As well as that, as just like chucking particles on top of these actors.
0: Yeah, I'm being like, good luck, close your eyes. <laughs> yeah.
1: They also had, like, maybe, like, one overlay of bee footage on the camera to look like, you know, oh, these are bees, but then the actors are actually being pelted with, it seems like, sawdust, like you said.
0: I will say, like, the sawdust was ridiculous, but, like, for the 70s, some of, like, the bee swarming effects were not terrible. I was, like... I'll buy it. It's fine.
1: There were moments when we had more up-close shots of these two. Literally, there are bees there. And I wrote, I don't know if I could do this. Because let me be honest with you, this movie gave me the willies because I don't know if I could do bees. Bees kind of scare me, man.
0: (laughs) Agreed. So this fucking thieving father and his son go running off and they're being stung repeatedly by all these bees. We cut to a nearby house on this actual like UNESCO property right by the apiary. And we see this lady, Sandra, she's in a little nighty, and she's wearing a pink robe and she comes sashing downstairs looking for Claudio Brooke, her husband. His name is Franklin, pero mira, Claudio it's going to be Claudio Brooke throughout my notes. And she fully is like, come upstairs so I'm we can have some fuck. sex. But <laughs> <laughs> Claudio Brooke and his fabulous 70s hair his are like hair. busy at work i've never noticed how voluptuous and thick his this hair is this was
1: a thick hairdo
0: i was like damn claudio okay <laughs> so claudio brooke and his hair are like no i gotta work but that just then julio or i guess it would be julio 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 uh who is one of claudio brooke's workers he runs into the room and he says somebody's fooling with the bees So Claudio Brooke and Julio rush outside and their silly beekeeper hats and they discover that instead of trying to steal honey from the domestic bees, the thieves messed with the killer bees. And then we get that shot that you just mentioned of the kid running, running, still being stung. He jumps into a nearby body of water, but the bees won't let up, so he just fully drowns. Sorry, kid. The next morning, around the breakfast table, we meet Rosa the maid and she's serving Herba santa for breakfast. Did this ring any bells for you?
1: Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan.
0: I looked this up and I was like, what is this? It's so Sandra can get pregnant uh-huh. has nothing to do with our movie, but I wanted to hear if you had anything to say about this.
1: Well, yerba santa in at least in Nicaragua means uh-huh. mint. Is mint is hierba santa, okay? Uh-huh. Entonces, uh-huh. quién sabe, I, the whole point was there of this was oh we're living in an area where they still use medicinal plants and all this stuff and it was this moment of like oh sandra because claudio brook is having is sitting there having breakfast like, oh sandra don't listen to these people's like right they're they're just trying to do their native shit you know what i mean and rather
0: dismissive
1: And also this white woman trying to say erva, erva. Because in Portuguese, oh my God, I had so many issues. First of all, (laughs) la mujer que entra, la rosa, is obviously a Spanish speaker. And she's trying to say erva santa in her like, erva santa. I was like, your sweet little Spanish speaking mouth is having such a hard time. And then fucking Sandra, this white bitch is like, Like the way she said Rosa, I was like, calmate, senora.
0: The thing is, La Mujer, La Sandra, she can roll her R's. So because she can, she's particularly like, oh, and
1: she wants. I was like, (laughs) calmate. No.
0: Oh, no. Anyway, this has nothing to do with (laughs) this movie, but I wanted to know if you knew what the hell this was. Anyway, so. Claudio Brooke is like, listen, we need better security for the bees, and we've got money approved for better security, but something fishy is happening. Somebody in the agriculture department is skimming funds from our bee project. I think I know who's doing it. But then crash! The townspeople arrive, and they're attacking the property. So Claudio Brooke goes outside to calm the crowd. Oh, And in my. the
1: most... God
0: insulting like you're not as smart as me talk he says to these people he's like I know you mad about devil B I fix devil B to be good B and problem solved <laughs> B make plenty honey sell in market to make money I need time to make good B so go home for now I couldn't believe this fucking shit Jonathan
1: uh, Jonathan
0: Claudio Brook por favor señor no, no do es better. su culpa
1: no es su culpa Woo! es
0: alfredo I mean,
1: sacarias no alfredo sacarias mira aquí te voy a escribir esto y vos te lo vas a decir brother
0: I don't know dude Claudio Brook delivered with mighty insulting conviction
1: well but somebody Ooh. had to write down, you know, like B. Like that's either way, bad,
0: shitty, fucking shitty. And the townspeople here are hilarious. They're like, they, you know, we got a shot of the townspeople and they're like, oh, sure, sure. We agreed to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. We're fine with this. But then all of a sudden, we hear, Asesinos, which here I was like, ask Eileen about this because it would be assassinos. As- 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 yeah. And it's assassinos here. So here comes the thief from last night and he's fucking covered in bee stings. Yeah. And he's got his dead son over his shoulders. He blames Claudio Brooke for killing his son. And I was like, sir, it was your decision to break into this property to steal. So, like, maybe we should think about that for a second.
1: And on the door of the apiary that you broke into, there were not one but two signs that said, yes. stop, this is bad, danger, you shouldn't do this, please go away, kind of thing.
0: Go away. And then so this angers the townspeople again, so this woman straight up throws a rock at Claudio Brook bonks him on the head, and then the people attack. They're tearing Claudio Brooke's house apart. They set it on fire. The bees start to swarm. It's a fucking mess. So Claudio Brooke and Sandra rush back into the house, and they those fucking beekeeper hats look so silly to me. But anyway, they put on...
1: So stupid.
0: They put on the beekeeper hats, and Claudio Brooke locks Sandra in a storeroom to keep her safe. And then he goes to retrieve his books, which I was like, what the? Why are you doing this? I think it has to do with the accounting stuff that he mentioned, which we will get to later. Right. Just like subplot D of this fucking movie. So as he's running with his books, he he tries to escape the house because it's now fully on fire. Like a man runs through on fire, just fully on fire. (laughs) And once he's outside, he's attacked by some men who take off his beekeeper hat. They hit him with the stick. And then Claudio Brooke is swarmed by the bees and he succumbs to their stings. And then quickly we see that Julio goes into the house and he saves Sandra from the burning house. We cut to New York City and we meet John motherfucking Saxon, whose character's name is John Norman. But listen, everybody, it cannot be that it's John Saxon.
1: No, it's going to be John motherfucking Saxon. Also, most of the people in this film are just named their own names.
0: Yeah, sure. Make it easy, everybody. Why not? So John Saxon is presiding over a meeting with men from all over the world, like the UK, Mexico, India. And as jars of bees are handed out... John Saxon is like, hey, listen, I'm sure you all heard about the incident at the genetic research station in Brazil last month. And the scientist who lost his life, fucking Franklin, Claudio Claudio Brooke, Brooke. happened to be a good friend of Dr. Hummel over here. And he points at John Carradine, whose old ass is sitting right there at the head of the table.
1: Who is napping at the top of the (laughs) table.
0: (laughs) Fully asleep. I mean, might as well be. And so John Saxon explains, uh, Dr. Hummel has spent his life studying bee communication. And something I'll say here is that, look, we all know if you've listened to the past episodes of Uy Road, Horror, you know how I feel about Claudio Brooke. But I was kind of, disu- I was surprised that he, he died was actually so fast? dead. Yeah. Yes. I thought they were going to be like, oh, he was fine. He's recovering. We'll see him in a bit later in this movie, but he's dead. Top build.
1: And they ca- he's Drew Barrymore in fucking Screams.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> he got the opening death sequence. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's gone. And I, even though I'm like, you know, he's not my fave, I was kind of disappointed because at least then, listen, I know he is a white-ass man, but at least the, then we'd get, like, a lead character- Latino. Oh yeah. But yeah. that's not what we get in this movie.
1: No, 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 no.
0: no. We don't. So no, no more Claudio Brook. Anyway, so in this meeting, <laughs> okay, John Saxon. It begins, everybody. Let's see <laughs> if we can decipher what the fuck is going on. John Saxon says If we can develop a new hybrid form of this species of bee, we can double the production of honey and other bee products, and the new hybrid would be less aggressive. And I just have to mention this very quickly, that the representative from Uganda, who is a Latino, just fully a Latino. Okay, (laughs)
1: let's discuss this, because... They show a bunch of people from a bunch of countries, India, Uganda, uh, Mexico, Cuba, like literally from all these uh, United Arab states, like literally from everywhere. Y todos ellos are obviously Latino actors. They are all Mexican actors, it seems.
0: Yeah, it seems to be. Yeah. So... This dude from Uganda, again, this has nothing to do with our movie, but I just found this interesting in a 70s movie. He says, because, you know, John Saxon's like, you know, we need we need a less aggressive B. And this dude, this representative from Uganda says being aggressive in the modern world is necessary for us developing societies to eliminate the last vestiges of colonialism, which I was like, what?
1: Whoa. Yeah, that's a very odd... Right? Especially with, like, while you're talking about
0: bees. (laughs) Yes, it came out of nowhere, but I was like, what an interesting thing to bring up here, especially in this old movie. It really surprised me. But John Saxon quickly blows him off, and he's like, listen, what we need is a secure place to conduct our experiments. And all of these men start to argue, ha, 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 <laughs> And then fucking John Carradine, quote unquote, accidentally knocks a bee jar over so the bees start to swarm. So meeting adjourned. And this is where I was like, oh, this is the kind of movie we're in for because there's a representative from who knows where, like laughing.
1: Gets stung in the ass.
0: Yes, he gets stung in the ass and literally gives us like a comedy like, oh, like,
1: like grabs his tush and goes and like goes running out pretty much. Ouch!
0: <laughs> I I thought, oh, no, this yeah. is what's going on here. This is this is it, everybody.
1: There are moments in this movie where you're just like, what is this goofy comedy? That just kind of lands oddly in this moment. And then you hear, and you're like, wait, wait, the bees.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that this movie, which takes itself too seriously, should have leaned into that. Let's just go full comedy. Because there are things that are fucking hilarious in this film that I was laughing at the top of my lungs. Me too. But they're not intended to be funny. So we cut to Sandra and she has flown from Brazil to New York City and she's in an apartment building elevator with all her luggage. And in this elevator, she's attacked by two men who try to steal her beauty case
1: caboodle,
0: right? Her caboodle. Yeah. <laughs> and they fucking smack the shit out of her. They toss her out of the elevator. And once they get back into the elevator, they open the caboodle which is full of bees girl. So these idiots race out of the elevator, screaming onto the streets of New York city, where one of them straight up gets hit by a car. (laughs) And meanwhile, Sandra just calmly grabs the caboodle that they stole. And she goes to see John Saxon. Now here I was so confused. I was like, wait, is she in John Saxon's building? Did she go to a different building Why is John Saxon's apartment door wide open? Why is she wet all of a sudden? Did she walk through the rain? I don't know. We,
1: they said, what's happening? They said this large chunk of this film isn't necessary and snipped it out, and then said it's fine. Good luck. Kept playing. Yeah.
0: Good luck. Yep. So, so Sandra just walks into John Saxon's apartment. Front door is open. Front door is wide open. Literally, door open, there's John Saxon making out with some Latina lover. Uh, Por
1: favor, Alicia Encinas, okay? Oh,
0: gracias. (laughs) Alicia Encinas. More on her later, I assume, in Eileen's trivia.
1: Well, not only that, (laughs) when Sandra comes in and she's like, oh, please excuse me, didn't realize you guys were about to start fucking because literally, like, John Saxon is grabbing this woman. First of all, I am so attracted to John Saxon in this film. Ooh. He is wow, so he looks great. hot in this film. So, Alicia Encinas, who is this blonde bombshell of a woman yes. with this like black robe thing, and they're about to. Book, and then here comes literally Sandra. didn't
0: even close the door. Like, that's how desperate they are to just like get Bang. this done.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and here comes fucking weird, wet, beige wearing Sandra, and she's like, Hi, uh I've got a caboodle full of bees. I heard, are you, uh, Dr. What's Your Fuck? And then he's like, Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, please come with me. <laughs> and leaves Alicia and Cena's behind, where he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is my friend, Alicia Encina. And this hoe goes, Encinas! And I was like, okay, (laughs) bitch. I'm here for you and you alone. (laughs) I loved her correcting his gringo ass. He was like, Encina. And she's like, Encinas. I was like, a ver, así me uta, Alicia. You tell these fuckers.
0: And it's incredible to me how quickly John Saxon is just like, oh, Sand, immediately. Just like, oh, I'm into her now. Okay, cool. Fuck you, Alicia Encinas. So John Saxon begins to tend to a dizzy Sandra because remember, she got smacked. Yeah. And meanwhile, Alicia Encinas is <laughs> eavesdropping outside of the bedroom. And Sandra's like, oh, I snuck through customs with the bees. So Alicia goes over to the beauty case.
1: Can't do that these days. <laughs>
0: oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> try it. Somebody fucking try it.
1: Yeah, try. Try bringing your fucking bees in your caboodle.
0: <laughs> right. Just bring some bees from Brazil. <laughs> and so Alicia Encinas looks in Sandra's beauty case. She sees the bees and she runs screaming from the apartment. What does she say? She goes,
1: Chingadas uh, <laughs> abejas
0: oh yeah. alicia oh my gosh
1: and there was something she said but she was already out of the room and she it was something like estos gringos or something blah 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 los gringos i'm like ooh, she is cursing these two white people into the abyss
0: way to make that that cameo really really work alicia so once they're alone, Sandra tells John Saxon that she's got a queen bee and enough like drone bees or worker bees or whatever to create a colony. But they need a safe place to keep the bees. And John Saxon's like, great. Why don't you spend the night here? I'll sleep on the couch.
1: Mm-hmm. OK, okay, John Saxon.
0: The next morning, John Saxon is straight up doing yoga, which Sandra comes out.
1: I wrote down. What is this yoga position, Johnny? What is this? This
0: At least according to the yoga that I teach, this is standing bow pulling pose. People also call it, I think they call it, like, dancer pose. There are variations, but for me, it was standing bow pulling pose.
1: Okay, everybody, do the standing bow pulling pose.
0: Listen, it's a great yoga pose. And Sandra comes out, and she's like, Oh, you you do all this karate stuff for real? Karate. Karate, Sandra.
1: Well, because she comes out wearing his, like, judo, uh... Uh, r- the top part of the judo uniform mm-hmm. uh, and she's like try to tie it with his black belt and like mm-hmm. here's the thing guys if you didn't know John Saxon is totally a martial arts artist and was like a big time 70s fucking pretty sure it was in a Bruce Lee movie or something like that like he's a fucking mm. ass kicker totally dope fighter and she comes out in his like robe thing or in his Gee, gee, that's what it is. She comes out wearing his gi, and she and she's like pretend punching and doing these words. Uh, I'm gonna say now, I did not like this woman.
0: I knew watching the film, I was like, oh, Eileen is going to hate. I hated this her woman. as she's like, oh, you're doing karate. It's fucking yoga. But they're like so flirty, and I was like, first of all, I pretty sh- you met yesterday, yes, yeah. and also your husband just died.
1: And you're not wearing pants.
0: You have no pants on. (laughs) You have no pants. Like, what's happening right now? So the doorbell rings, and it's Dr. Hummel, fucking John Carradine, who happens to be Sandra's Uncle Ziggy, which is what I'm going to call him from here on out. It's Uncle Ziggy. Totally. So they all sit down for breakfast, and Uncle Ziggy says, listen, some big money people want to meet up with us, so let's do it so we can fund our research. And at this point, I was like... It would be really nice if one of you could just stop and tell me what your research was, because I don't know what's happening. Not to fucking know what's going on. Totally. I don't know. Totally. So we cut to John Saxon and Uncle Ziggy and Sandra at a restaurant meeting with these big money business people who, throughout the film, I just call them the suits.
1: There are so many times where there are large rooms filled with men that I cannot tell apart. And this is one of them.
0: They all say their names. Girl. I I was like, I don't give half of a shit right now. The suits. So, John Saxon says, Look to the suits. He's like, Look, we need more time to make the bees less aggressive. And I was like, Oh, okay. So that's what we're doing. Sure. But the suits are all like, We're well, listen, we're businessmen. We're not scientists. So, hurry the fuck up, basically.
1: And also, one of them says, And I said, Oh, God, this is uh, the, oh my God, literally says, better be a little more aggressive than lazy that's the american tradition after all and i was like Ugh, Ugh.
0: gross so glad to see that nothing has changed exactly
1: in- since 1978
0: jesus so john saxon and Cora like okay cool thanks but no thanks bye no business deal fuck you outside the restaurant uncle ziggy says look We need to find a way to destroy the bees before these fuckers get them here from Brazil. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cut to Brazil. One of the suits from that business lunch that we just saw has arrived to steal some bees. He meets up with Julio, who we met at the top of the movie, that beautiful man, for some illegal bee activity. We cut to the Aeropuerto Internacional de Mexico. Mm. A flight has emergency landed on its way to New York City. So it seems that Julio was paid to snuggle <laughs> to snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> that Julio was paid to smuggle bees to New York City in like a belt contraption, but the bees got out and they stung him to death. So Julio is dead. Sorry, bud. Cut to the beach in California. Oh, I said. Girl, sure,
1: this, and and thus begins several uh, different montages of how these bees.
0: Forty-five minutes of <laughs> montages, and I will mention a lot of them because they are classic and hilarious.
1: Amazing! Amazing!
0: <laughs> so we see this fabulous seventies woman. Love she is, this! Outfit. I'm obsessed with her. Me too. Ah. Uh, she goes into this public bathroom to wash up after swimming and inside the bathroom, she's brushing her Fabulous Fabulous hair, hair. fabulous, and she's got this great outfit on. I could talk about this all day. Anyway, but she reaches (laughs) into a paper bag. The pants, the the swimsuit, the the hair, everything, the eyeshadow. I'm just like, girl, (laughs) nailed. She looks so good. So she reaches into a paper bag for a snack, which I was like, I don't a donut, sure. And there's a bee on the snack and it stings her i think
1: there's several bees
0: sure so she gets stung and she goes to the sink to wash off her sting but then she is esta, esta mujer. <laughs> she is overcome by the venom and after giving the performance of a, of a lifetime, lifetime. <laughs> she falls to the floor dead and this is where i wrote I would rewatch this movie specifically for this moment. You yes. must see this woman who was like, "I." they probably found her on the beach being like, hey girl, we're filming a movie. Do you mind yeah. just coming in here and doing this? I Look, it's terrible. It's so I'm bad. Obsessed. Oh
1: yeah, it's, it's so best. good. It's so good. And at this oh, point also, I'm like, where are we? Because we had Where? we were just in Mexico and the, at the airport and now we see a beach and I'm like is this still Mexico or could it or could we be what? in Brazil it. Where
0: are we? I believe we have we are now in the United States. I believe this is California.
1: We're meant to be like, "Oh, here come the bees. They've started making their way yes. up." Yes. Through Mexico, because obviously some... Okay, otra cosa. A cada rato, everybody is getting, like, uh, going into these locked spaces where these apiaries of killer bees are. And I'm like, the minute you open these doors, these bees are going to go flying and go everywhere. There is no way to contain this.
0: I think that is the point of this scene here. Like, because after we see this woman... give this performance of a lifetime. We see like a dude jogging on the beach. He sees a bunch of bees under like a lifeguard station. So here I was, at least I was like, okay, we are establishing that they have spread. They've made it to the United States. We cut back to Uncle Ziggy's apiary lab and John Saxon and Sandra are in their silly beekeeping garb and John Saxon is showing Sandra around and John Saxon here, uh, another piece of the puzzle, which doesn't help, is just confusing. He's like, we feed the info given by the bees into the computer. And he also says, I've come on to something with my microwave radiation studies with the bees, <laughs> but the results are unpredictable. <laughs> and I just wrote here, what? Dude, Okay,
1: it's so funny because it's obviously like, they're trying to find some sort of lingo to be like, oh, how do we study these bees and make it like very scientific? And they're like, I know, we'll say the word microwaves and that's going to (laughs) work.
0: So they are feeding info into the computer. That's saying something. And also microwave radiation. Some some people, uh, sure. Okay. Microwaves. (laughs) And I just have to include this. So Sandra says, Sandra says, well, careful with that radiation stuff, because you don't want to go altering your genes. And John motherfucking Saxon says, why are you so interested in what's in my genes?
1: Dude, this gene conversation.
0: Wow. Here we are, everybody. We are here. We are here. We are here. It is 1978. <laughs> Okay, so we cut to a huge fucking swarm of bees at the beach again. Smoke monsters. Totally. Smoke monster bees. Yeah. And so we see a woman in a scarf act dramatically in fear. A man faints. The swarm attacks. People are running. A woman fully takes off her glasses, cleans them, and puts them (laughs) back on for a better look. Like, could it be bees? We see a couple making out in a convertible. They're swarmed. A mom in a motorhome making dinner for her kids, swarmed. <laughs> an equestrian and her horse, <laughs> swarmed. And now we meet
1: Oh my God. this
0: old man. Oh, my God. We meet an old man with rheumatism. And he pays two boys to capture some bees for him because he says the bee stings help his rheumatism.
1: Can I just very quickly, please?
0: Please, please.
1: First of all, he's wearing a cowboy hat. He pulls out a wad of money, like a fan of money. And he's like, hey, kids, do you want to go capture some bees for me? And I'm like, predator alert. Hello.
0: Oh, (laughs) oh my God. I was like, it's the 70s. This is how murder happens. Exactly.
1: And he's like, go get some bees. And then he says, I got rheumatism. It hurts. Hurts all the time. And then the little kid goes, yeah, so
0: (laughs) these kids are dicks.
1: (laughs) When that kid said, yeah, so I literally fell over. It was so fucking funny. And then he says, "Bees things help my rheumatism. Go get some bees. Here's the money. And so these kids go and like throw a rock at a beehive and then
0: they're fucked. Well, like they have a paper bag and they go to like collect some bees and some other kid is like what are you what are you doing kids whatever and they're like we're just catching some bees for some old jerk and okay so they take the i just have to mention this <laughs> scene cuz i was like what are my <laughs> eyes watching right now so they take the paper bag back to the old man and he pulls up his pant leg and puts the bag up to his leg and starts to react cuz the bees are stinging him and i was so uncomfortable It was so weird. Anyway, So like you said, another kid throws a baseball at a beehive. These bees swarm. Everybody gets attacked. The acting (laughs) here.
1: The rheumatism guy.
0: (laughs) Is some of the worst I've ever seen in my entire life. He
1: flings his body like it's like it's it's like. Only his head has movement, and so he flings his head backwards and like follows his body over this park bench that he's sitting on, sure. and is just rolling around again. Sawdust a overlay of bees, the buzzing. Also remember the lit every single time because we every we've had. The making out, the Winnebago, the riding the horse, the rheumatism, all of these times, every single time. And then he's rolling (laughs) around with the bees. It's hysterically bad.
0: It must be seen to be believed. Yes. Please. I mean, I'm so sorry for asking everybody to watch this movie, but watch it because it is just ridiculous.
1: It's hilarious.
0: Okay, so... During this whole like montage sequence of the bees everywhere, we do see that the bees find a big cave mm-hmm. and they seem to be making a home in, or a hive in it. So we cut to John Saxon and Sandra and Uncle Ziggy watching the news and on the news it says swarms of bees were seen over the San Diego Bay Area. And so John Saxon is like, "Ugh! before we can figure out how to fix our bees, which I still was like, wait, what are you doing to the bees? I'm still not unsure. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. He's like, the government is going to spray the country with insecticide. So Sandra says, Uncle Ziggy, let's try that new pheromone that you've been working on. So we cut to the next day with this entirely new plot point or plot line <laughs> and... <laughs> John Saxon and Sandra drive out to a farm to try this pharaoh of Uncle Ziggy's. And as they're walking to find some bees, they see nearby radiation towers, which I was like, those are satellite dishes. Are those full of radiation? Girl, I don't know. I'm no scientist.
1: (laughs) She was like, those dishes and blah, blah, blah. They probably... Expel, that's not the right word, radiation everywhere. They kept saying radiation over and over about stuff that I was like, no, that's because she was like radar and radiation. and, And it just didn't make sense. It was genuinely like, how do we add science words to something that we don't understand? And it just made it more convoluted and crazy.
0: Absolutely, just made it more confusing and they find some bees' nests, and in some intercut shots of bees and fucking satellite dishes slash radiation towers, whatever, I think what we're meant to understand is that the radiation towers are affecting the bees.
1: Well, I was like, are they using the radar of the satellite dishes to communicate? Because then we also have this whole <laughs> conversation about bees communicating that we're going to get to that I was Subplot
0: like w, 75. Like, like it's dude.
1: ridiculous. So I don't know. I was uh, like you. I was like,
0: okay. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> so... I think that's what we're meant to understand. The radiation is affecting the bees. So anyway, Sandra and John Saxon spray the bees with the experimental pherone. Which I was like, pheromone, isn't it pheromone? That's
1: what I thought too. I was gonna ask you. I'm like, no, es pheromone. Esperate, vamos a it. Bro, she
0: says pherone. No, I looked it up. I googled it. I googled the difference. There, it, it kept saying pheromone, pheromone. But some places it's it said pherone. I looked at like dif- difference between pherone and pheromone. It's the same thing, but for some reason Sandra kept se- kept saying pherone, but I'm pretty sure it's pheromone.
1: They they all say pherone.
0: Pheron. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I looked it up
0: and I was like, well, I don't know what, uh, (laughs) maybe just a mistake. And they just committed to it.
1: All of them had the same mistake.
0: Some science person who listens to our podcast, please please explain the difference. Because these two dodos, no clue. No. So they're spraying the bees with the experimental pheron. And after a while, they notice that the bees are attacking each other, and that the pharaoh makes the worker bees kill the queen, thus killing the nest. But then, ooh, huge swarms of bees exit that cave that we saw near before. So I was like, oh, that cave with the humming bees must be nearby, which also means that that cave is near the radiation towers. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Okay. So they run back to the safety of their truck. And once they're in their truck, Sandra and John Saxon celebrate the success of the pharaoh and they kiss. And I was so weirded out.
1: I, I was very weird. I was like, what a random ass moment to kiss, like to kiss. And what's funny is that in the car, they they speak to each other, but we can't hear it. Like you see their mouths move and then they lean in and they kiss. And I'm like, oh, I wonder I wonder what they said. A what?
0: What'd
1: you say? <laughs> very odd. Sure. Uh, why? Why at this time? But when he grabbed her face, I was like, "Ooh, John Saxon could kiss me at any fucking time in the world." But oh, why are they kissing now?
0: We still have bees like on they, our body. Literally, like, we're in our bees. beekeeping outfits. <laughs> It's no.
1: ridiculous.
0: The lack of romance right here. Anyway, so they kiss. Apparently, they're in love now.
1: Yeah. Two days after Claudio Brooke dies.
0: Two day- Listen, <laughs> Claudio Brooke is freshly in the ground. <laughs> we cut to the Pasadena Tournament of Roses Parade. Holy shit, there's President Gerald Ford going by in a convertible.
1: Not a president, though. I mean, ex- at this point, he is no longer president. I literally had ah, to Google. Ex. I had to Google. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Well, I was wondering, I was like, is this what presidents used to do back in the day? Just fucking ride out in the open in a convertible?
1: I mean, I Never. guess, I guess so. And I mean, Gerald Ford, he was just like the interim president after sure, Nixon, sure, fucking sure. whatever. But like, yeah, yeah. I, I wrote down, shut up, it's Gerald fucking Ford. <laughs> and then I said, <laughs> yeah. oh shit, are the bees gonna kill Gerald Ford? <laughs>
0: dude, <laughs> that would have been dude.
1: amazing.
0: Spoiler alert, does not happen. However, we do see a bunch of floats and then shocker swarms of bees come swooping in. They attack. The sequence is endless, but it's worth it for the looks and the hairstyles, the clothes. Oh my god.
1: And also the floats. The floats are really oh, the cool. The floats are beautiful. And like these floats are all made of actual flowers, which I was like, "Oh, that makes sense. Bees, flowers, blah blah blah." But like, yeah. In general, you're just like, "Whoa, that big ass fucking elf flying on a rock that's all made of fucking roses?
0: Dope." Hell yeah. Looks cool. So good work, flower float creator people. <laughs> so we cut to <laughs> Jesus, this movie. Okay. <laughs> we cut to the suits in an office in DC doing some shady business. I just have to point out very quickly that there's a woman in this office very quickly wearing a fabulous dress. Did you see that dress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got yeah, like yeah. the black stripes, but it's also got like rainbow stripes. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Very I was cool. obsessed with this dress. And one of the suits says, Dr. Morris stole some bee sperm from Brazil <laughs> and sold it to the competition. And let their bees escape. Look, who is Dr. Morris? Who? Who fucking cares if the bees escaped because they're here already? Is this how they got here in the first place? I don't know why this is important.
1: And this guy, I was like, oh, he's one of the suits, one of the big wigs. But no, this is a politician. This is a person in DC doing politics. And so I was like, I don't know. All these white old men are the same. All the way to the top. All the way.
0: This is the fucking undersecretary of the Department of Agriculture. Okay. <laughs> and he is like he's like it's my responsibility to find a way to kill the bees that escape so we can get out of this mess cuz the bees are, you know, spreading everywhere. I don't want an investigation started, so I'm going to start paying Dr. Hummel, aka Uncle Ziggy, to figure this mess out. Mm. And then we cut to John Saxon now in a meeting with this fucking undersecretary explaining that the pheromone that Uncle Ziggy has been working on causes the drone bees to become confused. So they will try to mate with each other rather than with the queen bee. So I was like, OK, a gay bee orgy <laughs> where the bees fuck each other to death. You're turning the bees gay.
1: Oh. Uh, also, did you notice? Did you notice that that fucking politics guy had a picture of a bee and he was just drawing dollar signs all around yes. it?
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so after hearing about this fucking gay, gay bee, bee orgy, orgy, the undersecretary is like, "Sold. That'll do. This will work.
1: Let's make the bees gay."
0: Yes. The bees are gay. <laughs> So we're back at Uncle Ziggy's beekeeping apiary lab and Sandra tells Uncle Ziggy that she wants him to help her look through Claudio Brooke's accounting notes because Claudio Brooke was upset about some money situation before he died. But just then John Saxon arrives and he tells Sandra and Uncle Ziggy that the Department of Agriculture is going to fund their work and Uncle Ziggy is super happy, but he's like, what about your radiation studies, John? And John Saxon is like, oh, that's on the back burner for now. God, this just keeps getting more confused, everybody. But I have to mention it because it, it it ties in later. So Uncle Ziggy says, well, did you record the sounds of your radiation studies? Give me the tapes because I'd like to listen to them. I've been discovering that the bees communicate through sound as well. And I'm working on communicating with the bees. Okay, everybody. <laughs>
1: Also, I just want to let everybody know that Uncle Ziggy has a German accent, and it's Oh my insane. god, oh my god. How,
0: <laughs> how have we not mentioned it yet? How have we not mentioned oh, it? And he, it is like, he is going for it. Like, it is over-the-top, comical, ridiculous, put-on German accent. Totally. Like, oh my god. It's j- another reason to watch this ridiculous movie. We're back at a D.C. meeting with the undersecretary on the suits and John Saxon is like, listen, the pharaoh is ready to go. A little goes a long way. And best of all, it won't hurt the environment, which I liked this, that they're again making a point of like being like the environment is important, everybody. So we get a bunch of shots, which I assume this is all stock footage of the air force and military dousing areas with the Pharaoh and everything seems to be working. Yeah. We get another news report and it says many major U S cities have gotten rid of the bees. So it's a success. Congratulations on your pherones; it's working. Nice job, John Saxon. <laughs> so Sandra goes to see uncle Ziggy with the good news that the Pharaoh is working and uncle Ziggy is like, great. And by the way, I looked through Claudio Brooks' accounting books and it seems that someone has been stealing money from Claudio Brooks' project. So we gotta find out who was doing this. Cut to Uncle Ziggy on TV in D.C. accepting an award from the Undersecretary for his success with the Pharaoh And I just gotta mention...
1: <laughs> the reporter? This
0: reporter. <laughs> yes. This reporter, she's like, okay, cool, yay, thank you. And she saunters up to the camera and she goes. She
1: walks five miles from where they're standing and then she's like, do, do, do.
0: Saunters do, do, with like do. nary a look in her face, just like deadpan. And she says, This is Sherry Reddick, TV Witness, News Channel 34, Washington, D.C. Fuck you. Like, she might as well just say, like, Fuck you. Like, th- this woman. Uh, couldn't give half a shit. Truly. I love her. She's on par with the woman in the bathroom who gave the death performance. Absolutely. Like, I'm obsessed with Sherry Reddick, TV <laughs> Witness News, Channel 4, Channel Fuck 34, you. Washington, D.C. Fuck you. So after Sherry Reddick and all the reporters leave, Uncle Ziggy says that he's got to speak to the undersecretary privately. And he tells him that someone from the agriculture department has been stealing funds from claudio brooks project and i was like oh uncle ziggy you simple fool
1: it's this man it's this man
0: clearly it is this man you are (laughs) speaking to and so the undersecretary is all like oh no oh my we must figure this out we will look into it thank you so uncle ziggy leaves and the undersecretary immediately calls a hitman immediately.
1: Grabs the biggest phone. It's like Zach Morris (laughs) style phone and he's like, hi, this is one of your clients. Like literally pick up the phone. Hi, this is one of your clients. What?
0: Yep. (laughs) Yep, that's it. Hitman. Don't even have to punch a number. Hitman on speed dial. Yep. Cut to hitmen sneaking onto Uncle Ziggy's property. They make it inside. They find Uncle Ziggy in his office and they shoot him
1: they straight up shoot uncle ziggy oh
0: they shoot this man and then one of the shots breaks the glass of a nearby beehive and the hitmen are swarmed by bees meanwhile sandra has picked up john saxon at the airport and they arrive back at uncle ziggy's place they go inside and they find one of the hitmen stung to death and i must say like you know the makeup is fine but good enough that i'm like it's Gross, like the the sting, the puffy skin, and everything. I will say, pretty good
1: for a B movie. We don't get a lot of like up close shots of of the stings or anything. If anything, everybody's yeah. very far away, kind of vibe. And this is the first yeah. one that we kind of get a little up close, and it's
0: it's decent. Yeah, it'll do. It's yeah. gross. It's icky. So they find this dead stung hitman, and then they find Uncle Ziggy. Barely alive with Poor a gunshot to the gut. And as he dies, Uncle Ziggy says, <laughs> the bees are a new species. They're too smart for the pharaohs. It's all in the tapes. They can think like men, but they need your help. They can think like people. Yeah. Uncle Ziggy. Yeah. And then he dies. And just then the other hitman comes in and he and John Saxon have a super 70s style fight. Because remember, John Saxon fucking knows karate He's a
1: fucking badass bitch. He leaps over a counter like it's nothing like he flies. He literally grabs hold with one hand and goes like I was like, holy shit. And it's so hot. And he's just like punching (laughs) motherfuckers and throwing them everywhere. It's great. Way to go, John Saxon.
0: Classic. And so 70s. And like, if you can clearly tell it's staged and everything, but like, it's fine. I'll buy it. So finally, John Saxon puts a box of bees right up to this hitman's face. They sting him and then he shoots him. The hitman is dead. Goodbye. Back at the undersecretary's DC office, he fully fondles oh this woman's ass. This woman, I assume, works here. Is this secretary she's to get or a something? Yeah. She's trying to, like, get a bee out of his room. And he literally walks up and puts his hand on her ass. No puedo. So she leaves and the undersecretary calls the hitman and he's like, I demand to know why I haven't heard from you. What the fuck?
1: Hello, this is your client. Again, he's constantly letting him know that he is his client. And when he hangs up the phone, did he fucking burp, dude?
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) Hangs up burps and then he's like oh you know what you know what i need now some fucking liquor in my office so he walks up to his office liquor cabinet he opens it i mean that's not
1: that surprising
0: especially in the 70s it's just like shocking to me that it's like of course in your office here you should have this cabinet full of liquor anyway so he opens the liquor cabinet it's full of bees they swarm him He goes crashing through a window and falls to his death. This whole sequence, hilarious. Like, you literally see him, like, looking back as he's like, oh, I gotta, like, sidle up to the window to make sure I fall backwards. It's just terrible.
1: And it's absolutely a dummy flying through the fucking air. And when it lands, it's just like... thunk. (laughs)
0: onto the streets of D.C. But I was confused here. I was like, did somebody put the bees here to kill him? Are the bees just already everywhere so they like made it into his office?
1: This is my question also because we had that scene where literally the president is like, you did it. The bees are gone. And then when they come in to kill Uncle Ziggy, they let loose these bees. And I'm like, okay, so are these bees mad that you've killed Uncle Ziggy? Like, in my mind, I was like, these are revenge bees. These bees are upset that you killed your friend.
0: I didn't even think of that.
1: Because also, just like you said, has he not opened his liquor cabinet? And however, like he, this guy would have obviously yeah. been opening that liquor cabinet all the time. I
0: mean, he just burped. Exactly. Maybe he was already boozing it.
1: So, yo no sé de dónde salieron esas abejas.
0: I buy revenge bees because that's kind of like the direction we're going. So more on that in a bit. But I I like that theory. Back to stock footage of the military. Listen, they've they're like, we don't have any more options. They are trying to bomb the bees. They're literally like they have a flamethrower.
1: Torpedoing
0: the bees. (laughs) It's just ridiculous.
1: It's saving Private Ryan's bees.
0: We are at war.
1: With bees.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) With bees. (laughs) And then we get another news report. The bees are back. Everybody stay indoors. <laughs> we cut to John Saxon. This is everywhere. This sequence They're everywhere. In a cut to John Saxon.
1: Ward. They are killing babies.
0: People are running through the streets. It's a disaster. It's insane. We cut to John Saxon sending out stronger pharaohs to stop the bees, but the van carrying the pharaohs crashes because why? There are bees on the road and they pop the tires of the van driving by.
1: Okay, is that what we're meant to believe? Because I was like, okay, they are rolling over what is meant to be a shit ton of bees, and then it's obvious that they like put something adhesive on the wheel so that when it drives over, you can see that they're all stuck, and then the car literally loses control and explodes everywhere.
0: We are to believe that those little teeny bee stingers Popped the tires of this van. That is what happens here. That's what happens. <laughs> oh boy! So the van crashes. This is a crash sequence. Everybody crashes. Planes, planes, jets, vans, all gone. And boats. As this is stock footage, I was like,
1: pretty sure all those people died for reals. Yeah,
0: people died.
1: There's one piece of footage where it's a plane like wobbling in the air that I was like, that's terrifying. That. Is the scariest thing to see.
0: And then exploding into flames. Real death. Oh my God. And here we are just like watching this, <laughs> like movie, like entertainment. Cool. Great. This is cool. All right. Cut to John Saxon receiving a call from one of the worst oh my God. actors oh my God. I have ever seen oh my in my God. entire life. Who, it is, who is this British man?
1: You mean those bees have become immune to oh the my God.
0: I Oh, God. So, okay, so John Saxon is like to this horrible acting British man. He's like, look, I know the pharaoh isn't working because there has been a mutation and it's out of control. We're trying to decipher the language pattern of the bees. And this terrible British actor says, are you mad? You mean you want us to conduct peace negotiations with bugs? Although John Saxon does say a line here that I was like, hmm. He's like, well, either that or basically thoughts and prayers, which I was like, <laughs> "Oh, rather shit. timely, wouldn't you say?
1: Absolutely. Rather wow. timely.
0: We're back at dead Uncle Ziggy's bee lab and Sandra and John Saxon are listening to the buzzing of the bees like they're wearing <laughs> They're wearing headphones like Uncle Ziggy said they should. Remember, he's like, It's all on the tapes before it's he died. It's all on the tapes. Exhausted after listening to these buzzing bees, Sandra and John Saxon go to bed, but they later wake up for some sexy time, and also because um their room is full of bees. Failed. Full of bees. I
1: just want to say for the 50 millionth time, I'm like, I am very attracted to John Saxon.
0: (laughs) Girl, he's making his moves.
1: When he like turns over and he kisses her, I'm like, John Saxon kiss me all the time.
0: Into it. Into it. So John Saxon, you know, their room is full of bees. And he's like, what is that sound they're making? It's different. Listen. And they slowly get out of bed. And John Saxon looks great. Great. Ugh, he, his that body, back, those arms. I was I'm, not expecting this. I was like, "Oh, sir, you are. Wow, you look great. Yeah. You look great." Give sir. me that
1: body. Put it on top of me.
0: And as they make their way out of the bedroom, the bees fully open, open the, the door for them. <laughs> I was so confused at first. I was like, "Who opened the door?" Oh, it was the bees. The bees.
1: It was the bees. The
0: bees opened the door. <laughs> So they leave their bedroom and they're in like the lab area and the bees are chanting and speaking robotically and singing opera. <laughs> so John Saxon and Sandra they stop and listen and then I shit you not.
1: They John start talking Saxon to the bees.
0: Starts to talk to the bees. And he says, "Dr. Hummel said you could think. We believe it." We haven't been able to decipher your language, but we'll keep trying. Okay, everybody, we're almost there. We're (laughs) almost there. We cut to a big, important meeting with heads of state and important people in New York City. I believe this is the UN. I believe this is the United Nations. Yes,
1: because we see uh, a repeat of our uh, Mexican friends that are actually Uganda and uh, United Arab States and India and all that stuff.
0: Right. So, John Saxon and Sanjar are making a speech, and John Saxon says, I actually, this was cool. I found this interesting. He's like, So, this is his speech. He says, During the history of the earth, when sudden change threatened the delicate balance of nature, nature corrected this imbalance by evolving new and higher forms of life which adapted to the new threatening circumstance. Forms that couldn't adapt went extinct. The earth is being threatened by mankind because of our destruction of the environment and pollution of the atmosphere. This time, nature's chosen instrument of defense against man, okay, this is hilarious, but is the new killer bee, which has been created by electrically stimulated genetic mutation. This new species is capable of reasoning and has communicated with Sandra and myself. They have (laughs) communicated a warning that unless we stop abusing the environment, they will eliminate mankind completely. Now, first of all, here I was like, honestly, bees, just kill us all. Just do it.
1: Bees, we deserve it. We are fucking
0: it up. So just get it done. (laughs) But also thinking back on like the cave, by the radiation tower slash satellite shit, John Saxon's radiation microwave thing that was like subplot Z. This makes sense here when he says it's the new species created by electrically stimulated genetic mutation. So I believe specifically the bees that made it to that cave, being so close to the dishes, this radiation, that is what he's talking about here. These are those genetically mutated fucking bees. Okay, so everyone at this meeting is all like, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, we'll consider this for our next meeting, you nut. But then just then, there's buzzing outside, and the bees come crashing through the windows. They attack, but John Saxon is yelling out. He's like, no, 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 stop, stop. They won't harm you. Stay calm. There are approximately 20 trillion bees, and they mate like crazy. So from now on, they will dominate the earth equally with mankind or without mankind if we don't accept their terms. I know you will accept. There is no other way to survive. Fin de la película.
1: <laughs> also, by the way, before the fin de la película, Please. when the bees crash into the UN attacking everyone, yes. fucking Sandra goes, You have. To listen to what the bees have to say.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine being? Told, that was
1: the moment that I was like, "They're gonna speak now. Oh. This is where the bees will speak." And they I did. I wish.
0: It. Oh, it's ridiculous enough at the end that that's like they're like they we must have. Though they should have. They should have been speaking at the end.
1: Okay. My God, and that ending uh, when he was like, "And if we don't do it, then we will all die." And literally, it's just blackout. Cut to a fucking hive of bees. The end, bitch. The, the end. end.
0: Honestly, I was like, "Thank God, I've been ready for this movie to be over for forty-five minutes."
1: Oh, wow! Bonkers. Okay, good, we did it. Good job, dude. Thanks. Way to go. I mean, you wow. made these. You made it. You made it happen. <laughs>
0: Thank you for you going along it. with me. Let's get into some <laughs> trivia!
1: Yes! All right, well, I have a bunch of fun stuff about random people, but the the first one that I'll begin with is Alfredo Zacarias, who is our director This is from his Wikipedia. So Alfredo Hector Zacarias Busto, born November 21st, 1941. I believe, ooh, he is either Scorpio or Sag. This might be Sag already. November 21st,
0: 1941.
1: Sag. He's a Sagittarius and is a Mexican screenwriter, film producer, film director, and songwriter he is the son of director miguel sacarias who was a producer i believe executive producer of this film this wikipedia on alfredo and in general you don't really see a lot he did a lot of like like i said earlier um little comedy movies with uh, the character Capulina. So we have Capulina contra las momias and like a bunch of other Capulina, Speedy, Gonzalez. Okay. Oh. But he also made a movie that I guess is a cult movie now uh, because it became, because it was so bad and it became so popular called Demonoid, uh, also known as Demonoid Messenger of Death and Macabra La Mano del Diablo from 1981. It's a Mexican supernatural horror film, and we, were, we will absolutely cover this at some Hell point. Hell yeah. The poster looks great. Um, so let's talk about Miguel Zacarias, who I think is, like, he was the big director, the important one. And then Alfredo was kind of like, yeah, I'll make some B movies, I guess. Cool. Sure. So Miguel Zacarías Nogaim, born the 19th of March 1905. So my Woo! dude is an old señor. Um 19th of March, Pisces?
0: Pisces. Also, I was wrong about the 21st of November. That is actually Scorpio, but it is right on the cusp, by the okay, way.
1: Okay. Well, uh, There you go. Um, So (laughs) Miguel Zacarias Nogaim, 19th of March, is a Pisces. He died April 20th, 2006. He was a Mexican film director, producer, and writer. He started directing for film in 1933. Even from his early career, he developed a reputation for recognizing new acting talent. He promoted the careers of some of Mexico's most notable actors, including Pedro Armendariz in Rosario, Maria Félix, who's a huge name, Marga López, Esther Fernández, Pedro Infante, I mean, come wow. on, Tintan canting flash, Dude, and Manuel Medel, shit. come on through, Miguel Zacarias. His 1961 film, Juana Gallo, was entered into the second Moscow International Film Festival, And Sacarias directed his last film in 1986. His son is a film director as well, Alfredo Zacarias, and his granddaughter is a playwright, Karen Zacarias. Wow. So that's cool. Miguel Zacarias uh, went to Lebanon for university studies, which is kind of cool. There he became fluent in French, Italian and Arabic. In 1927, he returned to Mexico City and started a real estate business. But he was always a fan of movies. And once the appearance of the talkies at the end of 1927 became popular, he began to look into ways to enter the business himself. And he submitted several screenplays without success. So he moved to the United States to pursue his dream. There, he studied directing, composition, photography. Scenography and Dramatic Arts at Columbia University Wow Smarty Pants He worked in New York City in Malcolm Laboratories where he made several significant acquaintances from the cinematic world but then he returned to Mexico in 1932 and with his brother founded the production company Latino Films Mm. He worked with Mario Moreno a.k.a. Cantinflas Emilio Azcárraga Vidaureta and Howard Hughes to construct Los Estudios Churubusco.
0: Wow, cool.
1: Yeah, so he's a big deal. In spite of his considerable cinematographic work, Sacarias always considered himself a writer. He produced some 130 novels, 250 short stories, 27 theatrical works, poetry and essays touching on philosophy and politics. He wrote one ballet, La Princesa Europea. Wow, that's very cool. Mm. He died in his sleep at the age of 101 in wow. Cuernavaca of heart failure. And Sacarias was very proud of Mexico and worked tirelessly to bring its identity and heritage to public attention. The story is told of Zacarias that while in Europe, he heard a waltz being played, a creation of Mexican composer Juventino Rosas. When he suggested that it was a Mexican tune, he was told by his European friends, impossible, no Mexican could have composed that. Incensed, he returned to Mexico, wrote a novel based on the life of Rosas, and produced a movie bearing the title of a famous Rosas composition, Sobre las olas. Zacarias made his movies with one overarching principle to export and display the Mexican culture, the true spirit of the country. Nice. That's so nice. I love that. So that's Miguel Zacarias, dad of this director of mm-hmm. Alfredo Zacarias.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's talk quickly about El Alicia Encinas, who was in this film for 0.2 seconds but left a lasting impression. Alicia Encinas was born in Tonichi, Sonora, 24th of April in 1954, Taurus. She is una actriz mexicana. This Wikipedia is in Spanish, so please nice. bear with me. Irma Alicia Encinas Cano, comisaria del municipio de Soyopa. Oh, interesting. Comisaria, okay. Wow. She became famous in 1972 to be one of the first candidates to win El Rostro del Geraldo de Mexico, which the prize fine at the end went to Lucia Méndez, so she was almost there. But nevertheless, Alicia was crowned Rostro del Geraldo the next year in 1973. And from then on, she like her career shot up and she became an actress in so many diverse movies like Sangre der- Sangre Derramada, Tempestad, Divinas Palabras, El Sexo de los Ricos, oh. <gasps> Carlos el Terrorista, oh. Semilla de Odio, y Sin Ton ni Sonia, entre muchas otras. But... It was at the end of the 70s where she debuted in a telenovela called Rina that she became super famous. She started collaborating with producer Valentin Pimstein? Pimstein? Pimstein. Pimstein, And she worked with a bunch of his in his novelas too. Some of them called Viviana, Soledad, Amalia Batista, Rosa Salvaje. (laughs) Oh, my God. During the 80s, she was the, t- the English teacher, Miss Evergreen, in the series Cachun Cachun Rara.
0: Oh, great.
1: And that's one of the roles that lasted the longest, which went from 1981 to 1987. In 2009, the actress celebrated 35 years of her artistic career. Wow. Where she was in a movie, Más Arriba el Cielo, which was directed by Sergio Galindo in which she interpreted Alta Gracia, an older woman, um, and she said about this role that when she was younger, quote, fui la imagen sexy en peliculas. She was a sex symbol mm-hmm. for a long time. So playing a serious role of such an advanced age scared me but I accepted it because I wanted to celebrate my 35 years of my career in something different with a job that would make me, that would surprise me and would challenge me. Pensé que mi público podría alejarse al ver que yo había cambiado de giro. I thought my my public, my, my fans would maybe uh, distance themselves because I changed so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pero al contrario han recibido muy bien esta propuesta. So they loved her doing her thing. Good for you, girl. Very quickly, let's talk about El César del Béisbol, El Cine y las Telenovelas, Julio César Imbert. So Julio César played Julio, our quote-unquote Brazilian Mm -hmm. guy. And he is a Dominican man from la República Dominicana. And he excelled in mexico as an actor in novelas but he was known as a baseball player in the dominican republic for the team las aguilas cool so there's a facebook page called historia dominicana en graficas and they have like a little like paragraph on this dude and it starts off with con el signo zodiacal de escorpión so these people know that i am here (laughs) uh So he is a Scorpio. He was born in Santo Domingo on the 6th of November. So as a young man, he loved sports, especially baseball, which was the sport he practiced the most and that was the most popular in the Dominican Republic as well. Quote, he said, Mi pasión, el baseball, mis dos amores, Dominicana y México. That's so sweet. He had two loves, a Dominican and a Mexican one. So then he moved to Mexico, and that's when he started acting in films and TV. Also, a big reason why he got uh, into TV and film is because he was so goddamn attractive. So all these directors were like, put him in my movie. One of his first movies was called La Amargura de Mi Raza from 1974, where he played against another Dominican actor, Andres Garcia. Do you remember Andres Garcia? Yes,
0: from Tintorera.
1: From Tintorera, I mean, he's Dominican, pero es Mexicano también, just like he was. yeah. Uh, He he got married in Mexico and started his family there, and that's where he resides to this day. My last bit of trivia is, are bee stings good for rheumatism?
0: Let's hear it.
1: I found on medicalnewstoday.com that there is some evidence that bee venom could have anti-inflammatory and anti-arthritic effects in animals. Uh, One 2020 study investigated the efficacy of bee venom in rats with artificially induced rheumatoid arthritis, and researchers divided the rats into four groups. One group received the bee venom. A second received uh, the anti-arthritis drug, Methotrexate And a third group received saline The fourth group consisted of rats That did not have rheumatoid arthritis The study found That the bee venom and methotrexate Were similarly effective In reducing rheumatoid arthritis symptoms And the researchers Concluded that the bee venom therapy Has the potential to alleviate Rheumatoid arthritis pain Whoa! So let's see About human studies Sure A 2018 study compared the anti-arthritic effects of bee venom acupuncture with those of the anti-arthritis drugs methotrexate and celecoxib. The study used a relatively large sample of 120 people. And over the course of eight weeks, one group received the drug treatment and the other received five to 15 bee stings every other day. Ah. Both groups showed a reduction in their arthritis symptoms with no significant, th- significant difference between the groups. Whoa! Participants in both groups experienced improvements in joint stiffness, joint swelling, joint tenderness, duration of morning stiffness, walking time, hand grip strength, and blood biomarkers of inflammation. Although the above findings are promising, it is important to note that the study was not double blind and did not compare the treatment effects with those of a placebo. This greatly reduces the reliability of the results, Mm. but the results of a 2020 meta-analysis are more promising. This study analyzed the results of several randomized controlled trials investigating bee venom therapy for a range of diseases, including arthritis. The researchers concluded that bee venom therapy might be beneficial in treating inflammatory forms of arthritis. But the conclusion is that bee venom therapy remains an experimental treatment option for arthritis. So if you have joint pain and rheumatism and all that shit, don't be grabbing any bees and putting them on your joints because we don't know. And that's the end of my trivia.
0: Science. I love it. Science. All right. Here is my trivia for today. This is from IMDb. It says here that the bees used in this film had their stingers removed as a precautionary measure, which is just awful.
1: Yeah. How did they live?
0: Right. Because then they'll just I mean, they must have done it quickly or something. Then they would just die. Awful. And very quickly, I wanted to mention Jack Hill, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, who was uncredited as a writer. This is what it said on IMDb. He was uncredited. He was supposed to write and direct this film, but that didn't work out. But just a little bit about Jack Hill that I found very interesting. His discoveries include Pam Greer, who starred in four of his films, including Foxy Brown. He directed Foxy Brown. Nice. Sid Haig, who acted in most of Hill's films. And Ellen Burstyn, who starred in Pit Stop. So I was just like, no holy way. shit. some pretty impressive finds, Jack Hill. Dang,
1: these two, two dudes associated with this movie who are just like discovering stars.
0: Crazy, yeah. A little teeny tiny thing about Alfredo Zacarias that I don't think you mentioned is that he is, this is according to IMDb, Cousin of actor and director René Cardona Jr., who directed fucking Torera and Beaks.
1: beaks. Wow.
0: Amazing. (laughs) Now, I wanted to find out information about, like, these African honeybees in Brazil in the 50s turning aggressive because apparently this is a real thing that really happened. So I found this website, badbeekeepingblog.com. Wow, okay. Yep. The title of this article is Dr. Warwick Kerr, The Man Who Created Killer Bees, Has Died. It (gasps) was written by Ron Miksha, September 15th, 2018. And it says here...
1: My dad's birthday.
0: Oh, hey! Happy birthday. (laughs) It is with regret that we report that the humanitarian, geneticist, and scientist, Professor Warwick Kerr, passed away this morning, September 15th, 2018, Dr. Kerr, a Brazilian bee scientist, had one of the most maligned lives of any research scientist. Whoa. He will be remembered by some as the man who gave us killer bees, the African-European bee known for its sometimes aggressive behavior. The Africanized honeybee, a hybrid, which Dr. Kerr was largely responsible for creating, helped turn his impoverished homeland of Brazil from a backwater of agriculture and honey production into one of the most prolific honey and agriculture countries in the world.
1: Hmm. Wow.
0: Kerr, Kerr, K-E-R-R, Kerr, was born in Sao Paulo, Brazil in 1922 into a middle-class family with Scottish roots. Hey! uh, Just like Eileen. (laughs) (laughs) He developed an early sympathy for his country's poverty-stricken farmers who supplemented their families' diets with honey from native stingless bees. He also saw how, how other farmers struggled to pollinate their crops and produce honey with the imported European honeybees. His goal was to improve the lot of farmers. So in the 50s, he brought African bee stock to Brazil. He was an accomplished geneticist and planned to breed a tropics adapted bee that would be successful in Brazil. However, though, a technician mistakenly removed queen excluders from the breeding hives and 26 imported queens swarmed. I don't know what queen excluders are, but it sounds to me like some technician here fucked up. And some of these queen bees from Africa were sent off into the wild. They spread slowly at first... But there was no way to put them back in the box once they escaped into the rainforest. It seemed like an unmitigated disaster. As it happened, at the same time, Brazil was ruled by a vicious military dictatorship, which Kerr vocally opposed. He Mm. was in deep trouble and, and imprisoned in 1964 when he publicly fought government corruption. So this guy actually sounds like kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, kind of like, totally. Like, yeah.
0: In 1969 he was rearrested this time for protesting that Brazilian soldiers who had raped and tortured a nun went unpunished. <gasps> so, whoa, crazy. Honey bees with African genes are more aggressive than European bees. Beekeepers in Brazil had to learn appropriate management techniques. Although the venom is the same, more bees attack if their colony is disturbed, and people have died from massive stings. Those deaths are sorrowful, and this story about Dr. Kerr's bees should not dishonor personal tragedies. Of course... Some of the traits which make Africanized bees exceptional pollinators, such as refined olfactory sense, quicker movements, <laughs> flights in inclement weather, and superior navigation skills, also make them more likely to sting en masse. I believe is how you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. However, they can be managed by farmers and beekeepers. Indiscriminate killers, they are not. It may surprise some readers to learn that Kerr's Africanized stock is now preferred by many beekeepers, even in the United States, where its resistance to the deadly varroa mite and its superior honey production has made it a favorite. And he says here finally at the end, I correspond regularly with Southern California beekeepers who tell me that they would not want to keep any other type of honeybee. So I guess, nice work, Dr. Kerr. And rest in peace. And that is my trivia for today. Oh, I
1: love it. Let's ask <laughs> some questions, shall we?
0: Sure. Let's go.
1: Jonathan, were you scared?
0: No. Were you?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> what was your best scare?
0: You know what? I don't really have one. I'll say, like, uh, I, saw, I thought some of the makeup was gross and cool. And I was like, ooh, yeah. freaky, icky. So I'll give it to the makeup sure what about you
1: for me it was when that plane was wobbling in the air and then just like fucking crashed it was horrible yeah yeah obviously not (laughs) like just not be related but but whatever who was your favorite character
0: the lady in the beach bathroom and the reporter (laughs) 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 Ah! I love them both Uh, so much what about you
1: amazing I gave it to John Saxon just because I wanted him to grab my face and kiss me Yep. Uh, What was your best line?
0: I have two. Uh, One was from those ridiculous kids. I don't remember which one, but one of the kids who is catching the bees for rheumatoid arthritis, he goes, oh, we're catching bees for some old jerk, which I was like, okay, kid. (laughs) And also that terrible acting Brit who goes, are you mad? You mean you want us to conduct peace negotiations with bugs? (laughs) Sir. Uh, Wow. What about you?
1: I had three because there were so fucking many that I loved so much. Um, One of them was, hi, this is one of your clients. Sure. So stupid. The other one was, I got rheumatism. It hurts. Hurts all the time. Yeah, so? (laughs) That kid killed me. Uh. And then the last one, just because it just felt... Like the thesis statement of our film. You have to listen to what the bees have to say.
0: Absolutely. Yes.
1: Because just cause swarmed and you have, that's what we have to do. We have that to is the to thesis them.
0: statement. Listen, everybody.
1: <laughs> what was your best death?
0: I'll give it to the undersecretary of agriculture, f- opening up his liquor cabinet, getting stung by that swarm and then falling out the window. Great. What about you?
1: Mine, I had two. It was that guy, the uh-huh. politician falling out the window, and the rheumatism guy just being fucking flung all over. And you know what? I just thought of another one. Mm-hmm. The fucking lady in the bathroom. How oh, could my forget? God.
0: How could we forget? <laughs> Fabulous. How could we forget? Yeah.
1: Um Did you learn anything from this film?
0: I feel like I should have learned something about bees, but no. I'm going to say no. Did you?
1: I... I said yes, but only be after I had it confirmed by the internet that bee things are good for rheumatism. Oh,
0: sure. There you go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. And uh, finally, how many oois do you give this movie?
0: Look, this movie is a pile of shit. But I like the, I mean, kind of pro-environment, Stop, stop fucking up the world kind of vibe that this movie yeah. is giving, eco-horror vibe. It's just ridiculous and so entertaining but also terrible at the same time so i gave it two because it's uh i don't know john saxon is great and it's just it's just ridiculous and like i think you should watch it because it is laugh out loud terrible and uh yeah i don't know just watch this everybody two uis. what about you
1: i gave it two as well just because i was like bro this movie this is classic one of the ones that we say like Put it on mute and c- put it on the background of a like a of a party or whatever because it's just the shit that happens. But in general, also like get stoned and watch it because some of these lines are just so fucking Ugh. funny. And trying to distinguish what's humming and what's buzzing oh and what's whatever, and you have to hear the ding, 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 ding. like oh my you God. gotta hear it every five minutes. It's fantastic. It's so bad. It's great you must watch, watch the it.
0: bees listen yeah. I watched this movie stone cold sober twice and laughed out <laughs> loud both yeah. times because it's yeah. just ridiculous
1: just great well we did uh, it. these bees are just swarming right now so I gotta get out of here buzz
0: on out of here <laughs>
1: You know what? It's time to buzz off. So please remember <laughs> to subscribe, rate, and review. We love it when you do. Uh, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, remember to being follow. Being
0: here with us. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> remember to follow our redes sociales at Uyki on Instagram and Twitter. You can send us an email at uykihorror at gmail.com. Check out all of our movies on our link tree. Linktr.ee slash Thank you so much to Sonoro for being the hive that hums us to sleep. Yeah. Uh, you can follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter as well. And uh, Johnny, if I was a killer bee and I had to kill a bunch of fucking humans, I wouldn't kill you.
0: <laughs> oh, thanks, bud. <laughs>
1: I fucking love ya.
0: I fucking love you too. And we'll see
1: you guys in La Proxima Semana. Adios.
0: Adios. Save the bees. Uy, qué horror es una producción de sonoro.
1: Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark.
0: Edición y mezcla. Karina Riverol.
1: Escuche Uy Que Horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts.
0: Subscribe, rate, and review. Adiós. Adiós.